This is an RNZ podcast. The scrutiny of parties' policies is intensifying as that election draws closer, and so does the scrutiny of the candidates for seats in Parliament. Last week, for example, two candidates on the ACT Party's list quit after TVNZ News took a look at their online footprints. The ACT Party is facing scrutiny over its vetting procedures after One News revealed the extreme views held by a number of ACT's election candidates. One candidate resigned immediately. She had once likened COVID restrictions to Nazi concentration camps. And TVNZ's Benedict Collins put some awkward questions on One News at Six about that to the party leader David Seymour. I mean, how, how did ACT not pick up on that before you selected her as a candidate? You've got to look through, you know, literally hundreds of thousands of comments. But it wasn't very hard for Benedict Collins and One News to find those comments, which really did stand out. But last Tuesday, TVNZ One News at Six reported an ACT MP already in Parliament also had some out-there views that were out there on social media. The ACT party leader is adamant one of his senior MPs no longer believes that climate change is a hoax or that people who think the planet is warming are nutjobs. David Seymour insists Mark Cameron doesn't believe many of the things he used to regularly tweet about shortly before entering Parliament. But when Benedict Collins asked David Seymour about that last Monday, the ACT leader pushed back at his ethics. Trying to drag that up now is um, really just B-grade journalism. I mean, you're saying this is B-grade journalism, but I mean, there's a very real chance that Mark Cameron's going to be a minister in about 60 days' time, right? You know, if he believes that climate change is a hoax, okay, yeah, you're, which, you're saying... Which, now, which he doesn't, so... Well, seeing as other prospective candidates for the same party had quit for saying similar things in similar ways online just days earlier, clearly these were legitimate things to report and to ask about. But David Seymour did have one media voice in his corner with his criticism of TVNZ's news judgment. Trying to drag that up, says David Seymour, is really just B-grade journalism, which it is. That was Mike Hosking on his News Talk ZB show last Tuesday morning. But it wasn't really TVNZ's inquiries into Mark Cameron MP that wound him up, as much as something we looked at last weekend here on MediaWatch. The publicly funded Energy Efficiency and Conservation Authority spending some of its considerable budget for ads and promotions, buying airtime on two TVNZ news shows last year. Now the defence was in the corner of the screen allegedly as some sort of recognition that the EECA was involved. Now that, in my 42 years in this industry, does not even come close to covering your badly exposed ass, In Mike Hosking's mind, the two things were connected. Uh, this is the same company at the moment, the state-run broadcaster, who was accepting money from the government to produce programmes on climate change, place stories on their website on climate change, do interviews on Breakfast and Seven Sharp on climate change because they got money given to them by a government department. Second story on the news is all of a sudden uh, we're talking about climate change and whether people are deniers or not. And there's a couple of things to note about that. TVNZ isn't state-run, as Mike Hosking said there. It's a state-owned crown company whose independence from political influence and direction in editorial matters is enshrined in the law. And ECA is not a government department, but a crown entity. Neither the ministry nor the government actually controls ECA's decisions or the spending of its budget for encouraging, promoting and supporting energy efficiency and conservation. Now, last Monday, Mike Hosking wound up other criticism of TVNZ like this. It's an agenda. Why does the state-funded newsroom have an agenda like that in an election campaign and why aren't they being called out on it? Now, TVNZ's newsroom, as Mike Hosking also said there, isn't state-funded. 
Ad Revenue Funds One News, which is in fact the very reason that TVNZ does deals with clients prepared to get their messages across into other TVNZ news programmes. And Mike Hosking surely does know this, because he pointed out that he himself had hosted both those TVNZ shows in the past. When I was at Television New Zealand, the thought would have horrified us. And I can hand on heart say I would not have touched it with a barge pole. Good to know, but one interesting thing did happen in Mike Hosking's day at TVNZ. Back in 2012, the Herald on Sunday newspaper named Mike Hosking as one of several people in the media, sports and showbiz who were acting as ambassadors for the Sky City Company in central Auckland. Another ZB host at the time, Kerry Woodham, also told the Herald on Sunday back then that there'd be a conflict of interest if she was working in the media and being paid to promote Sky City. At the time, Sky City was in the news a lot because it was hammering out a highly controversial deal with the government to get a bigger slice of the gambling market in exchange for building a convention centre. But Mike Hosking insisted the risk of any conflict of interest was merely theoretical, after the Herald on Sunday's reporting prompted him to tell his News Talk ZB listeners at the time this. Last year, when I'd done a bit of work for them, and the convention centre happened to be announced, I wrote an editorial supporting it, which, by the way, I still do. And I mentioned at the time I had a small interest with Sky City. Uh, No one responded, no one mentioned it, uh, because then, like now, no one cares. But TVNZ did care, though. And they said that declaring his commercial deals was one of the terms of his contract. Now, Mike Hosking also said on the air on ZB that many of the Herald's claims about him were either embellished or simply untrue, but life was too short, he said, to take the time or trouble to refute them. Instead, Mike Hosking gave ZB listeners this personal reassurance. And even if I worked for Sky City this morning, or anyone else, at no point would that ever, by influence, change a question line or alter my view. I take my role, responsibilities and reputation extremely seriously, and it's important for me to know that you know that as well. But clearly TVNZ at the time didn't feel that, to use Mike Hosking's own words now, its ass was sufficiently covered in spite of that. It eventually said Mike Hosking could no longer do stories about Sky City on TV1. Well, one broadcaster creating a potential or perceived conflict of interest for his employers because of a not fully disclosed relationship with a major company is clearly not quite the same thing that upset Mike Hosking himself this week, a publicly funded body paying publicly owned TVNZ for airtime in news shows. And as we heard last week on Media Watch, TVNZ responded to concerns about that by saying, we are always looking at how we can further strengthen transparency around our paid partnering. So this week, I asked TVNZ's commercial director, Jodie O'Donnell, what might that actually mean for TVNZ audiences on TV and online? TVNZ is a commercially funded organisation, so the support of our advertisers is actually what enables us to bring the the news and these types of entertainment content to all of New Zealanders for free. So talent involvement in paid partnerships is already considered. It is about a fit and appropriateness. So we always look through it with that lens. Um, I think we do a pretty good job of it, but we're certainly up for always thinking about how we could do better and how we could evolve it. Um, And if I use the example with the One Climate Special and Mariana, she is a sustainability warrior. So that was a natural fit for that One Climate Special show. So I, I would take that as meaning you'll still do it case by case. But also you mentioned there the talent and people like Mariana Kamal. Also you had Jack Tame, for example, last year fronting... Uh, short slots about small and medium enterprises, which were promotions for the Zero company. So would you reconsider the use of well-known current affairs 
presenters, so there isn't that perception that possibly, you know, TVNZ's journalists are for hire as well as, you know, the airtime in some news shows? Yeah, look, it is always about appropriateness and fit. So TVNZ always retains editorial control of that. So we always will have the opportunity to make the call whether something is a good fit or whether it's appropriate or not. Does it make a difference to you when you're considering paid partnerships, whether it is a a public good or public entity or indeed an agency of the government? I mean, does, does it does it make it less or more likely than you just a straight corporate commercial client in the market? We would have a lens across all categories or all advertisers in the same sense. Appropriateness is critical. Um, so there would be no favour or otherwise against any advertisers in that space. Wherever is appropriate, we will always, you know, have a, a bug in TV uh, language that we use, or certainly uh, a verbal mention of something being sponsored or a paid content piece. So I think that transparency piece is really important, and that's certainly something that we'll look to continue to do. That was TVNZ's commercial director Jody O'Donnell.